Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. We've got an absolute tremendous guest for you, young man. It's only Holly McBurney. How are you, young man? How are you? Very well, boys. How are we? Good, good. Great to see you, Holly boy. Oh, yeah. I've missed you so much, Slaney, honestly, pal. Holly, what was the time? Remember the first time we met in Magaluf? Oh, the Magaluf, straight away, the Magaluf story. Come on, my man. Come on. So, so, this is before I've ever met Slaney, eh? So yeah. I'm walking down the Magaluf Strip, must have been two or three years ago, and uh, I've, I've looked around the corner and there's a, there's a bit of argy-bargy starting off outside this bar. Correct. And I've seen, um, I've seen, I've seen, I'm like, I swear I know who that is. And he's, he's slain and he's an absolutely massive Spanish bouncer, right? Fucking knocks him right outside. Slain, he's just battered him. Slain, he's just battered him, right? And then so some so Slaney's been kicked out of this club, all these, all these bouncers, mate. And I'm thinking, me, there's me and Slaney left. None of our pals are left. And uh, me and Slaney like, do you want to go to a, do you want to go to the strippers? We'll go to the strippers for a drink, eh? We'll have a little, we'll have a little catch up, me and a Slaney dog. Who have we seen in the, in the strippers, Slaney? Say, <laughs> you will not believe who the stripper was. I'm not joking. <laughs> Mikey Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, and I mean this right now, me and you will have that gaff very, very soon. I, I can feel it in my presence, mate. Wow. Oh, Mike Burnley, show us what 20 million quid gets you, young man. Let us see the hoods. I've just hid away all the booze and the birds. You can have a little look, right? <laughs> oh, look at that, mate. Oh, look at that. Right, Sai. Ollie yeah. boy. This is what 15 quid a month gets you. Oh, you're fast enough to get the fucking Ryan camera on it, Sai. Oh, you're fast I can't get that out, mate. Bastard. 
Is that true, though, Slaney? You're doing, you're now doing fans only for fifteen pound a month. Absolutely, Sai. And it's, it's actually called. You'll not believe it, Sai. It's actually called the cock off. And then we get the tournament to see who's the biggest. Do not believe it. It's fucking magic. I've still no one yet, Sai. <laughs> Right, Ollie, what have you been doing in lockdown, mate? You've been keeping fit, been boozing. What's happening? A bit of both, mate, you know me. Um, now, we've, uh, to be fair, the Chef United have been right on it with ours. They've sent us what bikes around. We have to do two cardio sessions a day and a gym session and send all the evidence through. And it's a big fine and stuff if you don't do it. So it's been a bane of my life. I've just done an hour on a what bike this morning, actually, lads, believe it or not. How many, oh, calories, me. done, man? Uh? How many calories did you do on that? About 950, I think I did. Oh, About 35, 35 kilometres it was, yeah. One, one pretty light, not after my weekend anyway, so. Uh, when you back, Ollie, you don't know. The plans, the plans first of May, mate, hopefully, back in training. Do three weeks pre-season and then June the 1st, but that's touch and go, like, don't, don't think I'll, I'll uh, I'm not sure how that's going to go down, mate. Oh, yeah, I seen a video. Uh, somebody was up seeing Wilder and they were watching training and they were warming up, and you were miles behind everyone. <laughs> I'm not, it's not me, all that warming up stuff, Slaney. Get, 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 get the balls out, I'll be all right, man. But all that running stuff, it's not for what me. Fuck the warm ups. Aye, Slaney, I've never been a good warm up, man. Warm up, man. See, at Dundee, we used to do a warm up for 45 minutes, man, and then play five minutes of football. The worst. The best I ever had was uh, not best manager I ever had, but best for warmups was Italian geezer Francesco Guidolin, mate. We do one lap around the pitch, and then the fitness guy would try and get us to do warmups. He'd be like, right, that's enough now into the football. Yes, that's Swansea. Swansea, mate. Aye. Right here, I want to ask you because what a season you are having. It's looking like you could finish in Europe, Slaney. You're a man that's played on the big stage in Europe. A bit of advice for your mate if he gets to Europe, tell him how to go about it. Ollie, as I said last week, sat on the Charlie Austin one side, the British team sometimes really struggle away from home in Europe. You must go with my approach and go full steam ahead, side and pile driver through the fucking lot of them. So make sure you tell Craig Wilder or Greg Wilder, whatever he's fucking called, to keep it going. <laughs> Craig Wilder! Craig Wilder! <laughs> What's his name again? <laughs> You just had him behind you on the photo, man. Where's he gone? So he did. But listen, I, so he's been very disappointed. Um, as his son got beat with Tyson Fury last week, so he's not the wilder. It's terrible. That's unbelievable, Slaney. Kev, in. Kev, in the little bottom left-hand corner, press, press join audio. Kev, see the people on left What a, by the way, did you expect the season to go so well for the boys? Oh mate, no chance. To be fair, I think I think the boys were confident that they'd always stay up, mate, but like we've just we're just never stopped, mate. Everyone kept saying we'd 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 fall off fall off eventually, like, but the boys are the boys are machines, man, they just keep going, huh? And is that what I Because these are so fit and he's a great team spirit as well. And like you said, it's League One and League Two boys that are playing in the Prem. It's brilliant. You know what it's like, eh? You know what it's like with the League One? The, the, the dressing rooms are different from League One to they are stereotypically. When I've been in the Prem, there's a lot of different nationalities usually in the Premier League, mate. This year, with the first year, we'd signed a boy outside of Republic of Ireland. You know what I mean? When we signed the boy Moose, who's more British than the rest of us anyway. But 
Mate, there's 25 lunatics in that dressing room. I think that's why that's why it's, we, we're doing so well, mate, because the boys would do all for each other, like. Yeah, that man was better in that dressing of young Paul. Honestly, I couldn't fit a, think of a better a better man for the team, like. Slaney Fanta. Thanks very much, Ollie Boy. Welcome in. I'm actually no no word to lie, Ollie. We're actually I'm in talks now with Soccer AM. Um as Fenners hasn't been updated for three years now and he's still trying to keep it going. I'm the man to step in, Ollie, so I will get into the change room very soon, mate. It's not yeah. been the same it's not been the same since Lovejoy, eh? Correct me, I don't know what they're trying to do. And the other boy is sitting on the couch with him. Actually, I think they've actually tried to copy your approach with a wee fat boy and Kevin Kyle on open goal. I don't know, it's very similar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, Kev, did you find when you played in the Prem, Sunderland, uh, can you not get as much a laugh in the Premiership with the Premiership boys as you do the lower leagues and the, the teams in Scotland? No, I think like I think Sunderland. When I was with Sunderland at the time, I think they were very similar to like the Sheffield United because what they had, they had come up from the the championship in nineteen eight. Was it yeah, 99 season? And then so it's basically a group of championship boys like Sheffield United, and then they like went. We kind of did similar to what Sheffield United. Well, I didn't play then because I was already young, but they ended up finishing seventh in the Premiership two years in a row. So they went through that fairy tale kind of Sheffield United spell. She had a group of championship players living the dream, getting five grand a week win bonus. Obviously, it's not quite like that now because it's the, the figures are massive compared to what it was back then. But the boys appreciated, so you tried it hard, but you still had that same uh, like bantam addressing. There wasn't anybody thought they were bigger than anybody else because you all come through the collective. You must have thought you were bigger than everybody else. Yes, I. Okay. I was six foot, six foot four and twelve point two stones. I was a, an absolute specimen, one man. I was oh, like a young Molly that, that was a not a good comparison for you, that Kev. I don't think you want to be taking that. I don't oh, worry, they, they slag me off to try and make themselves feel better. But I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm comfortable on their own skin. These two clearly aren't. If you look at Slaney's skin, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not amused, okay? Slaney, I think your skin's looking well, mate. Thanks very much, my man. Fuck him. Oh, oh, who's the who's who's top men in the Sheffield United direction? Billy Sharks, a man, isn't he? Skip's, Skip's a real good lad, and to be fair to him, mate, he's a good, he's a good skipper as well. You know, sometimes like it gets tough for the captains; they have to do the dirty work when it goes, and you know the the the, the awkward questions and the awkward conversations with the managers and the owners, and, and Bill's really good at that. Um, top boys. The scouts are always good. The scouts are always good. Uh, good value for money, aren't they? Lunny and um, Jack O'Connell. Did David McGoldrick ever come? Scouts love a beer. But, to be fair, mate, all the boys can have a go. Like, can they? Have, what, do you scoot quite a bit? No, mate. Come on, we're Premier League footballers, eh? And a way bus is an away bus good on the way back after a winner, huh? If 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 like an odd. Maybe once a month the gaffer will let us get a couple of beers out, like. Oh, I love that, man. But there's a hotel. I think that's a good thing, though, There's a hotel in the, in the stadium at Sheffield there, so the boys can just stay there. Oh, how good is that? So you get the bus back and then you're staying in the hotel. That's probably what's it, Kev? I was going to ask already, see when he's doing the night out, who do you not drink with? Who's the guy that you kind of keep up with and who's the absolute two cans of lager and that's him? Is anybody's? To be fair, little Flecky can have a go. Like he'll just drink beer all night, no matter where you are. That's all he'll I drink. That's a sport, Roots. 
just Budweiser, no matter what, you could be in the biggest club in the world and this guy would be like, where's my beers? Like, they don't, we don't want any of that fancy bollocks coming out. Um, who can't drink? To be fair, mate, most of the boys, Dean Henderson can't drink, shite. Nah, he's the a man you're a team player for me, he's never had a drink in his life. Yeah, cannot drink, mate. Gives it big and cannot drink to save his life. But to be fair, he, he'll, he'll admit he's not a drinker, eh? Uh-huh. What a oh, keeper. Huh? What a keeper, mate. What a cat. Mate, have you seen, do you see, you must like his dives, eh? When, when the shot goes miles over and he does the little <laughs> pretend dives. Really, really, <laughs> makes me giggle, mate. I really like that, like. Oh, if I'm man you, I'm selling the hair and sticking him in goals, mate. Mate, to be fair, he's, he's the best I've played with by, by, by far. Slaney, who's the best player you've played with Slaney? Your big mate Forster. Big Fraser Forster's site, and uh, it'd be actually great to get the big man on here site. And by the way, I don't know if you remember, do you remember John Ruddy? Yeah, right. it's great, I played with him at Mullerville site, it was absolutely brilliant. Site, was he a was he a guy you would like to have in a change room? No, when he says so, Site, but he's a lovely he's a lovely goalkeeper to see the least. Fraser Forster on a sleeping tablet. Fraser Forster outside, but people sometimes um, uh, mistake me, Si. I'm on a very intelligent man, Si, and I like having a good conversation. And Fraser Forster done that, Si, and as you know, our past, I love stroking that big man's chin, so it works very well. Wait, what did you and Fraser Forster used to speak about? Um, si, we just used to, si, we used to speak about the, the bald eagle, Stevie Woods, how he stamps in my toes every time I meet him, and it was superb. How many players, 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 did you see Blaise Shelby Giant? Bramall Lane, what a place, man. Oh, mate, I had some of the best. In fact, I had the best memory, I think, at Bramall Lane. Sunderland versus Sheffield United. Uh, absolutely pumped. Got hammered. Uh, we're down to 10 men. 87th, 88th minute. We Julio Arker down the wing cross. Big Kev, diving header. 1 0. Bob's your uncle. Drove him to Shinra. Got in a fight. Got locked up the night. Boom. That's the way you want the world. <laughs> You fail up my senses. Oh man, how good is it, mate, when he starts that going, mate? Does that get the hairs on your balls standing on end, young man? End of my balls, mate, honestly. Every time. Honestly, you you, you know it's coming, eh? And you, you, you oh. just you still you still can't go over it, mate. It's, it's fucking is that is that a is that a Sheffield United type the song? Yeah, uh, before the game, before kickoff, mate. I can't, mate. I've not got the I've not got the lyrics locked down yet. I just like the greasy big body and it's like a night out in chef. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate, Flecky, he is absolutely ripping it up, man. How good has he been? Mate, he's just mate, I can't remember which was the game when I what made me realise it might have been Liverpool at home, mate, and he absolutely bossed them, mate. Ran the ran the show. Uh, we got beat 1-0, Dino chucked one in, but Flecky was a joke, man. Honestly, I can't, I can't believe that the level that he's played at up until now, he's only been... How good was he when we were younger, Flecky, man? I, I, I played against him, we were the exact same age, and I played against him. And then I was very fortunate to he'd be in the same Scotland team as him. And so, see, when he was 15, see other, other nations, other players from other countries, they used to come up Sight, and ask for his autograph. At 15, 16 year old side, that's how special he really is. I believe John Fleck's side. I think Rangers. I'm going to say it, I think I can't believe he is he was near their captain. Um, so he was a future captain there. 
he he's absolutely. I don't know what happened there. Something certainly happened that how he left there because he would have been Barry Ferguson side. That would have been his his level. Yeah, he was always a number ten at Rangers as a kid. There, I think he's much better one back, mate. Playing like six or eights, he can control that, the game, can't he? In our formation, he's perfect because obviously we have Ollie Norwood sitting and then him on the left and Looney on the right. And he, he just he kind of has that whole left side because there's no wingers there. Do you know what I mean? So he can just go and do whatever he wants, mate. And Ollie, does he ever speak about how he never speaks? He doesn't speak. Unless you get a fine guy on him and then you can't shut him up. But nah, yeah. I have, I've tried, obviously, because you know, I'm a Rangers fan, so I've, I've tried to ask him many times because I've got, his, I've got a, one of his tops from when he, when he was a kid before. Um, his Rangers top, and um, I always I spoke to him, but obviously everything was going on at the time with the club that wasn't great, um, and I think he just wanted to go play football. That was the thing, and they were they were offering him the the, the football, and I think country did that. So I, I don't know, mate. It still baffles me, like you say, like what, how how he left and how he never ended up being a being a Barry Ferguson, mate. But what was the story with him and Barry Ferguson and Lee McCullough? You said at the table he was that quiet. Mate, I think it was it was his it was his uh it was his uh, uncle who was telling me or his cousin Martin's cousin telling me uh, he was sat at the table he must have been fifteen or sixteen making his debut and there's Lee McCulloch and Barry Ferguson sat at the table and Flecky doesn't say anything if you know Flecky will just get on with his business and he sat there eating his Weetabix and them two are cracking a joke and one of them's looked at him and he's going what's happening wee man he's gone and, he, and they kind of and they've just started pissing themselves obviously he's like sixteen and he's gone. The fuck you daft he's laughing at <laughs> and then just carried on eating too. <laughs> that just sums flicky up, man. No, you can Brilliant to see so many Scottish boys doing well in the Prem this year, eh? I know, I think uh, like we always get we always get a hard time, but it just shows that Scottish players can hold their own. It's just I think the the, the English media's got this um, perception of Scottish football that it's shit. When anybody that's left Scotland to go down to England recently has done well. You look at Fletty, you look at um, what do you call him, the boy from um, Aberdeen, Kenny McLean at Norwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one, who's the other one? There's, there's been two, John McGinn. There's been two or three. So the thing is, si, what they what they end up finding they're, they're doing is they surround themselves with good players. Up in Scotland, there's maybe three or four good players on each team, maybe a wee bit more. But whereas in England, they're all good players, so they stand out. It brings the best out in them. Yeah. What are you thinking about the Premier? Oh, is it is it as hard as you thought? Or? Is it? Well, what's the difference between the Prem and the other leagues? I just think from the Prem to the Championship, the, the difference is so much, mate. Like in the Championship, there's so many mistakes. Defenders are just stupid, and then in a the Prem, they're, they're they're not. And then they're they're as quick and as as physical as as anything. But they they have the brain as well, and that's why they've been at the top level, and that's why they're playing at the top level. But it definitely took me a couple of months to get used to. Uh, like the pace and stuff of it, and I think I had to do a little bit of gym for the first time in my life. Like, I'd never ever done gym before. Um, but I kind of when I when I'm bouncing off Van Dyke, mate, I realised I probably just need to do a bit of bench press. You know what I mean? Is he the best at her? He's got everything, eh? Uh-huh, I just got like a little girl against him, man. If <laughs> <laughs> the one I have where when when a ball goes up and. I'm I'm usually like skinnier than a lot of defenders. So when we're both looking up and we're both gonna think we're gonna jump, I'll give him a nudge while the ball's in the air, and then I'll yeah. jump back in. And it's always worked, whatever level I've always played at. It's always worked. And when we played Van Dyke, I tried it, and he wasn't looking at me, he wasn't concentrating. He was off balance, and I bounced off him, and I thought, "Fuck me!" 
I'm have to go play off Joel Matip here. I'm getting. Were you a big one for the gym, young man? For me, side. Yeah. Never stepped a foot in the gym my life, side. <laughs> oh, I know. What a nonsense. <laughs> no, do you know what? Say, I'm going to actually be serious here, right? See when I get injured, they, they put me into the gym and, and they took me to these programs. But I get really so I started building up and doing weights and all. But see when I came back to play, I didn't feel the same. I didn't need it for my game. So I think it is important that I you need to get you have to be strong enough. You can't be getting shoved off the ball, of course no. But I wouldn't be overly shy, overly obsessed with going to the gym. Certain players need that. I think if you're a centre forward. If you're backing into big defence, of course you need that side, of course. And uh, if you're a if you're a winger like me, a top winger that could glide by players, you do not need that side. Mate, every time I used to be in the gym, it would just always end up a game of fucking head tennis. Huh? Never ever do weights or so I, I remember I remember we were doing a a squat test and the wee physio was showing his side a one a one this was at Motherwell, a one rep max. So that's the, the highest fucking weight you can do. And there's a wee fizz, you put all the weight in his back and bent down, Si. I get this finger and tickled his ass, side and the weight's collapsed in his back. It was fucking disastrous. I get a, a two-week ban, side to the gym. Kev, what about you, big one for the gym, young man? No, I think, like, Ollie, I was glad to hear what Ollie said there about, like, identifying playing against some of the better players and realising that you had to get to the gym. When I played in England, I used to just think that I was big enough. But there comes a time when you that you do come up players. My one was like, see John Terry. Uh, like yeah. looking at him, he's probably about the same size as me and the same kind of stature. But see when you we try to back into him, it was like backing into a wall and you think yourself, how can he be that strong? He's the same size as me. Uh, it's all like power. And it's one thing I never did. I, I fucking hated the gym. I couldn't I, I was I was like slaying man. See the gym. The gym could go fuck itself because I was uh, I think Kev, you See, see your type of game, right? It's weird. You were you were known as very strong on the ball. Did you know? Fight. I find that strange. Side sometimes with players that they don't need the gym, but they're so strong. Have you ever come across that? No, I think I've I don't. Well, <clears throat> tell you, there are certain players out there that just have unbelievable natural strength that you think, hey, where where do they get it from? But I always felt that you don't need to be the biggest guy in the world. Like, to hold people off, you just need to get your body in the right position. You get your body in the right position, nobody really should be getting the ball off you. And if they do, then they're fouling you to get it. But it's very difficult. Like you see, they come across some players and you just think, I've got no chance again today. Like, with John Terry, well, I played John Terry one day and I thought, fuck this, I'm going to try and jump onto um, Desai. So jumped onto Desai, he was a wee bit easier, but he was a moaning bastard, man. He just fucking, nah, nah, nah. And that just done my, that done my tits in. Mate, do you know who was like that? See Lenny. It's Lenny. Aye, aye. See Lenny, Lenny, like playing against Lenny and training and that. Lenny was never in the gym, mate, but see, trying to get the ball off him, he was so strong, man. I always think top players have got that, and that's what makes them top players. They've probably got the same ability as League One, League Two players, but they've got that, that body yeah. shape, man. Hazard, mate, Hazard was one of them, mate, with me when he's just, he's so strong, mate. You couldn't get him off the ball. You know what I mean? He's tiny and his fucking ass is massive and he just sticks his ass into you. He can't get can't get the ball, man. Wow, big name. Wow. What a player! Nah, he's a, he's one of the, I think he's probably the best I've played against that club, man. Who was Hazard? Yeah. Who else has been good that you played against? 
Um, see, when we played Mexico, Carlos Vaya. Oh, wow. He's an American, isn't he? Uh, he's taking a piss up there. Yeah, uh, he was good. Directly against me, I'd say probably the first time when I was in a Prem with Swansea, either Big Jan Vertonghen or uh, Koscielny. They were just very do, you the, do you get the boys? Do you give them a bit? Like, give them a bit. Oh, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. I've got to, mate. I've got to try and get every advantage I can fucking get. You know what I mean? Half of them don't speak English, and I'm having them off, mate. And they're probably thinking, "Who is this bellend?" <laughs> when I was at Swansea, mate, and I, I I was wearing number sixty-two, and I had a ponytail for most of me, and I was playing in prem, mate. They're thinking, "Who is this cop?" <laughs> Socks down my between my calves, mate. Number sixty-two on the back. They probably thought I'd won a competition, man. I'm coming on, trying to give him a bit of stick. Scrapped <laughs> with the socks? Huh? What's the scrapped with the socks? Mate, literally, I was at Chester when I was 17 on loan in a conference and they had no kit and I was skinnier than what I am now. And the socks just kept falling down. So, like, after the second game, I just wore them down and I scored my first ever goal and I've just kept them like that ever since. Oh, yeah, that, that's all it is, mate. It's See, Classic-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-y-
Do you know when I was uh, I was 15 playing for Motherwell Reserves, right? And uh, he was playing for Kilmarnock Reserves. So I whispered in his ear and said, you should be fucking embarrassed for yourself that you're playing reserves at this age, right? So, so, I, I, couldn't, so I was in his ears, kept saying that. But my mate played with Kilmarnock and he said that James Fowler went in and started smashing up the whole change room saying, who the fuck is that wee sporty kid fucking spotting me, Si? So I said, I, I wish my career went better, Si, so I could have laughed at now. But Si, I'm the one, it's the joke figure now. Correct. But on the, on the Rangers, on the Rangers, how, how is it you became a Rangers fan? There's something that always goes in my mind. Because you're an absolute wonderful guy, Ollie. And it's just that wee chink your armour, son, that gets me doing a wee bit. No, nah, my, my old man, Slaney, and my grandma, all that side of, of my family Scottish, mate. And it's one of them. I never really had a choice, mate. I was always brought up to be Scottish. So I would, I've got a broad Yorkshire accent living in Leeds, growing up in Leeds, mate. And every every non-uniform day, I would be going in with Scotland painted on my face and a Rangers top. That's that's the way, that's just my old man. That's the way he was. Me and my brother, were always going around saying we're Scottish, we're Rangers fans. And it's just one of them, mate. And... Uh, so with the, it's a lot easier for me to be a Rangers fan down here than it would be if I was up there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but it's, it's, it's genuinely like as much as it's amazing to be a Celtic a Rangers player, I've experienced it all. And obviously, especially at this time, the new me going for nine in a row, it's very difficult for me to walk out in the streets, Oli. Um, but what I would say is, it is like a goldfish bowl side. Um, I remember Aidan McGeady said that it's like a goldfish bowl. Um, as much as it is amazing. It must be very difficult, I believe, Sai, being a Celtic or Rangers player. Yes. Yeah. Where, where, where was your mum and dad? Where, where was your dad from, Ollie? Where about Glasgow? Yeah, my, well, my grandma was born in Partick. That's all the. Uh, oh, lovely. Just up the road for me. Aye, lovely. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I've I just had a. Sai, Sai, I've just had a text off the gaffer. <laughs> Right, wait, tell us. So, you text Chris Wilder saying, Sai Ferry used to boss your Oxford teams. Aye, so I've texted Gaffer this today saying, uh, Gaffer, I'm on open goal now with Simon Ferry. He's giving it big and saying he used to boss your Oxford team all over the place. Surely not. He's just texted me back now and said, biggest budget in League Two for 20 years. Should have won it by Xmas. Ask him about me versus Paolo record. Oh, mate, him and Decano used to go at each other. Oh, I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. Mate, the, mate, the yeah, greatest... Sorry, the, the reason the gaffer said he signed me was because when we played Sheffield United, me and him were squaring up to each other in the game. And he said he loved oh, that. Oh, he won't give me the ball back, so I've pushed him and me and him have squared up on the side of the pitch, mate. So you're saying you paid £22 million because you want to fight? And, and I've scored three and two past him, I think, Kevin. I might be the wise though. Yeah, oh, can he can he can he blow his top wilder? Uh? I've never seen it like it, mate. He's, he can go like and everyone off, mate. Fucking I swear. Oh mate, some of some of the things I'm I'm looking around like are we are we taking this here? Is it, are we just accepting this? Yes, yeah, I love that. He's just he's just called us a mug team. You're a fucking mug team, fucking shit bags. Everything, mate. Honestly, but he, he knows how to get the best out of us, mate. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we'll we'll need that. We'll need. Uh, do, you know, do you know what I love this year? He's not training on like, a public pitch when he's played like Everton away or something. Liverpool. What's Liverpool? Was it no? Aye, what's the parking between Liverpool and Eddie? Uh, Park. 
Aye, we're in Stanley Park, mate. Dog shit. People walking the fucking dog shitting on the dogs and we're running around playing two touch, mate. And the, when did he tell you you're going to tune on Stanley Park? Did you just get there and he says, come on? Aye, so so we so what we do on uh, if we have a midweek night game, we'll travel up the day before and then on the morning of the game we'll go and have like a jog and like a stretch and do like a bit of shape or set pieces or whatever. So we'll usually just go to like a local like um like a Sunday league pitch or a local team pitch or whatever. And then this day they were like, We're going to Stanley Park. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I just thought it was like like that was the name of someone's stadium. And then we've got there and we've just pulled up at this park. No banner, it's, it's a full-on park, like dog-walking park. There's no grass being cut, there's actual dog shit on the park and there's just people walking past. We're doing our shape and there's Liverpool fans walking past. He's the fucking shape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're Scottish as well, they're in Liverpool. <laughs> we played Carlisle away, travelled up all the way. We stayed in a hotel, public park next to the hotel as well. So the canoe says, come on, we're going to do a bit of shape on the Friday. I like what you've just said, Ollie. But then there was like a housing scheme. So people are coming, it's obviously Paolo De Canio, so people are coming at their houses and they're watching their training. De Canio made his assistant go around every house, tell, chat every door saying you cannot watch our training session. Right, <laughs> <laughs> so what was he like? Was he, what was he like? Because I would mix reviews on him, mate. Oh, he's a screwball, mate. Who do you know that's other? Rafa, Davita, Al Connell. Uh, Billy not had him a bit when he was at Sunderland as well. So a few of the boys have... Uh, I've said he was a bit, uh, a bit loose, like. I was actually speaking to my mate last night, Gary Roberts, and this sums him up, mate. We, we, were, uh, we were going through a wee bad patch, right? We went away to Portsmouth, Bratton Park. 1-2-0, mate, absolutely bossed him. And uh, Gary Roberts had been out for two months. Came in after the game, Robo played well. He'd had a wee hard time at Swindon, so he was buzzing that he came in, played well, I think he scored. And he was like, ah, fucking brilliant, lads. What a result that is. Mate, the can back, man. Pinned him. Uh, this is your shit mentality. What? You beat fucking Portsmouth? No Defoe, no Campbell, no Canoe. He's like fucking players. Just hammered boys mate, all the time, man. He was it never happy. It must have been hard for him, though. Eh? He was the, one of the best players in the country, and then he's uh, swinging with boys like you, eh? <laughs> mate, that's it. See what you're saying, Spawn. He used to do it, but he used to demo every drill, right? So see a shooting drill, mate, he would demo it and stick it in the stand. And then we'd do it and the deep balls all over the fucking place, mate. And he would be on his hands and knees doing that, man. <laughs> okay, have you ever heard that at the public park? No, I can't think so. I remember the only thing I can remember to a public park is when I went and loaned the um, Rochdale League 2 back in... Rochdale, Mingan. Mingan. He gave me kit that first morning. And then he says, right, we're going up to a training ground, jump in your car. And I was like, fucking car? That's a training ground, like. So we went up to this public park, and I was like, oh, no, we can't be training here. And it basically was probably similar to Stanley Park, just a fucking field, the dogs run about shit. And then I'm thinking, where's the fucking goalpost? There wasn't even any goalpost. I'm thinking, this is a fucking camp, like. You just, that, that's the kind of experience as young footballers need to experience to realise. Yeah. Have a big club because Rochdale, Scotland, no disrespect, but just fucking work, work really hard and stay where you are if you're not a bigger mm-hmm. club because you don't want to end up there. That's what I said when I went. I, I had the same when we was at Newport, mate, and we was driving one place to another and it was horrible, mate, and I just didn't enjoy it. But 
like them loans and places like that with all respect, like due respect, I just never want to go back down there ever again, mate. So I'm just going to graft them to stay as high as I can. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the thing. Oh, I love that, mate. I love that. I mean, Slaney, I'm a good pro, eh? Great pro. I remember the time I came up to the Scotland campsite and I always had the meeting with Steve Clark and he actually said, how, on McBurney's side, he was so surprised how obvious his professionalism side and his work rate, which was amazing to hear. Oh, does, that annoy you? does that annoy you that you get like, quite a bad rep? Nah, you obviously worked your balls off to get where you are. Sorry, I don't help myself a lot of the time there, eh? but fuck, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like, I, I, I just get myself in some sticky situations and then I get a bad rep, mate. But as long as the boys in my, in my team know I'll graph for them, mate, and the fans, then I don't really. Not really ask what anyone else thinks. But what, okay. so I see on that, what I would say is, you can't, you can't be getting signed for 20 million, say, do you know what I mean, if you're fucking about. And I, I hate that sometimes people say, there's a lot of noise that comes trying to put people down and all that. But it's, listen, just look at that. An international player side, 20 million Premier League player. Listen, that's the, the answer is there. So of course the guy works hard. Sorry, it's like you're spot on. And do you know what it does mean? People go, oh, we've no characters in football anymore. And then as soon as somebody is a character, you sell Jason Cummins. Straight away, everyone's, ah, shit, professional. Do you know what I mean? What, I mean, what but Sai, si, on that, and I'm so glad you brought this up, and I don't know, you may be, you were the, it's probably the same side as well, that I'm a, a big character. See when things go wrong, or, or there's a few bad results, I believe the manager turns to the guy that has, gets the dressing room going, and the guy has laughs, and looks at him and blames him, Sai. Yeah. I always believe that, and I think that's totally, totally wrong. We could, guys like us, could come on these shows, say, and, and feel sorry for ourselves, and, and be all serious and all that, and talk about this and that. We don't do it, say, we're here to entertain, and people sometimes take that as an excuse to, to try to put us down, but say, we're the ones that are rising to the top at the moment. Yeah, you're slaying it. Thanks, lad. You, right, we'll go back to Rangers then. Who was your heroes growing up, Ollie? Kev Kyle? <laughs> Legend. Uh, nah, do you know I I, I liked um, big big Nikita Yelovich, man. He was he was oh, some player. Some player, man. Could do anything, but to be fair, mate, I was a I was a big fan of Boyd, yeah. Because when I was a kid, mate, like I didn't really have a lot. I just liked to score goals, and similar to Boyd, you know what I mean? And Boydy, um yeah, Yelovich, man. Yelovich was the one for me that was just. Just should he was just too good compared to everyone he was playing against. Man, do you know what I mean? Even when he came up, all I see for the Prem, man. What was your see growing up? What was your favorite old firm game? If you got one, um, the one the 6 2 one was absolutely magic, I believe. <laughs> uh, I reckon. That when when I do score, that was one of my favourite goals, man. I just loved that goal. And that, in fact, little Sonny Luco, remember that goal where he scored? I do remember that. Was that the two? Was it the two one that one where he's come through, he's picked up on a halfway, and he's burst, and then he's chopped inside and scored? Yeah, yeah. Celtic Park, wasn't it? That Celtic Park. The whole place went quiet, mate. Beautiful scenes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Don't follow. I could, I could, I could hear Slaney's tears. <laughs> <laughs> See that one you were talking about with, um, with Edu? I'll uh, never forget that. I was at that game and I have never heard a noise like it. It was the last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Ibrox. No, was it Ibrox that one? No. Oh, was it yeah, Ibrox? Uh, uh, I don't know if I was more disappointed with the results. I am more excited to score side. I mean, because he was the best at players that point. <laughs> Did you used to go to the games, Ollie? Did you used to go to any games? Yeah, I got to quite a few, but to be fair, and uh, a lot of obviously I could get away with it a lot more when I was a kid. But now, whenever I get up, it's it's, it's a bit harder to go. But me and me and Kenny, me and Kenny, real good pals. That's my roommate at Scotland, uh, Kenny McLean. Yeah, yeah. McLean, right? Yeah. McLean and. Uh, We'll go up uh, whenever we can if we've not because a lot of the games are on Sundays, aren't they? So if we play on a Saturday, we'll go up to, to Glasgow on a Saturday night and then uh, go, go out on a, go go watch the game on a Sunday. But last two last few times I've been up, mate, it's not been a, it's not been great for us. Yeah. Been up to like the semi-finals, even a game against Aberdeen got beat, and it's, I think the last four games we, I've been to we've got beat. So I might I might, might hold off, stay away for a bit. Uh, did you go to Livingston Tavern? No, mate, I, I I I can't really. I get mobbed, man. You know, yeah. when I'm up there, that's what I think. So, like, even when when I'm up there and I've never played for Rangers or Celtic, mate, I get mobbed. So then I'm thinking, if I ever played for them, imagine what it'd be like for, for the boys who do play for them. And even when I've spoke to the boys that I've played for them, they said, it gets a bit much for them, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you that when you played for Rangers? Did you get mobbed? No, no. <laughs> 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 no, but see, you're great, Kev. Would you, would, you get, like, would you get quite a bit of stick in, like, the street in that? Do you know what? The, 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 it was difficult for, different for me because Rangers were in the third division, so I think the the, the appeal had kind of disappeared a wee bit with Rangers um, regarding like having any superstars playing for them. People that the fact the fans wanted to meet or whatever. We were just like you would maybe get man a match against Elgin City, Ibrox, and have to go and do the boxes and fucking dread doing it because you'd walk in and whereas normally you get a man a match, everybody's like, "Oh, well done, well done." Like, hey, big man, you're fucking useless. You're like, you're shiny. Oh my god! Oh, he's just before. Sorry, guys. Um, see, and they changed them. What do they think of the old firm? What do they think about Celtic Rangers? Because up here, obviously, it's massive. But I, was, I remember yeah. when I was doing MQ Dons. Um, it wasn't as big, like obviously they knew of it, but it wasn't, it, they didn't rate the players as much as maybe myself and, and the people up in Scotland did. I think probably the old firms back then were obviously a lot different, do you know what I mean? Because the old firms back then were like the, the players that were in that game, like Jelovic and like even before that with Larson and stuff, they were the best players in, in it. well, Larson's one of the best players in the world at the time, do you know what I mean? Whereas now, a lot of the boys have played with these boys at Rangers or Celtic in League One. Do you know what I mean? So I think, again, it doesn't help at this way. Yeah. Oh, I've played with them at this level. I've done this. But um, I think, yeah, in England, mate, it's just no one realises how big the old firm is. So far, be honest, at Christmas, did you think we got this? We got this wrapped up? I mean, I thought it was wrapped up by Christmas, eh? Yeah. I, um, I don't know, mate. It was, it was after the winter break, eh? And then I don't know, mate. Even the games that we've been winning in Europe afterwards, mate, we we go back and then we'll just look like a different team back in the FPL. That's yeah. the it's, it's not the games against. It's not the old firm games at the minute that's killing us. It's the, the rest of the games that you, if you're a Rangers player, you need to be winning these games. You know, it's Kev like their games. You just you have to win. There's no there's no other way about it, mate. Like 
It's, if you're a Rangers player, you, I think that's the difference. The, the the Celtic team that keeps winning the, the trophies and the titles, it's because it's the consistency levels against the, the teams other than Rangers. So that they've beaten Aberdeen's come through, they've beaten the Mother Wales and the Hibs and the Hearts where that's although Rangers are performing very, very well against Celtic, they're struggling against the teams that they probably should be beating. And ultimately that's where seasons probably came to a stuttering halt because they can't seem to beat the teams like Hearts who are sitting bottom of the league. Um, going to a lot against Aberdeen and drawing, so it's maybe just down to experience. And Rangers maybe don't have that experience to see things over the line like you. I thought Christmas time Rangers were the favourites to go on and win the, the title, but from what's happened from then till now, I just I can't believe that that's how much they've not capitulated, but the results have differed so badly. Honestly, mate, it's, it's hard to watch a lot of the games now, mate. Like. You find yourself as a fan. Do you find yourself slaughtering boys now when you're watching? I'm, I'm bad because I hate it. So when I'm when I'm in the stands, mate, I hate it when I hear like hunters slaughtering boys. I'm thinking, what do you know? And I mm-hmm. catch myself watching the games and I'm hammering the boys. I'm thinking, fuck it, you need to you need to stop me turning into one of them. It's hard, right? Because you get so, you get so, you got so into it, mate. You get so passionate, mate. Ollie boy, what's your Ollie? Do you think? Um, what do you make of Stephen Gerrard's job at Rangers so far? I think it was always going to be a tough job, mate, especially your first first manage, managerial job um, at such a big club like Rangers. But I think he's he's done well. You know that there's some recruitment that's been there's been good, and there's some recruitment that haven't been good. But you know it's such a hard job, man. Rangers being manager of Rangers or Celtic, if you don't get instant success, you, you're shy. It, it is what it is, and it's the same. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's done well, mate, and. Like I said, before Christmas, you'd have asked me, Slaney, I'd have said he's give the man a fucking knighthood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, can you play for him one day? Is that a dream? Is that a dream to one day play for him? Uh, no, I think I will. Um, I've there's, there's been a couple of times where we've been close before, but... Um, when is that when you were leaving then? I met... I don't even know if I might say this, but fuck it. I met uh, Stevie G and um, Gary Mack in Dubai the summer that they got the job. So I was out I was out in Dubai with Griggsy, Alan McGregor. Right. And uh <laughs> me and Griggsy have been on me and Griggsy been on an all day. <laughs> and then uh I got a phone call from the agent. He's like, oh Gerard's in it. this was the, the year before when was this? This must be the year when I'd just got back from Barnsley. So I just before I'd signed my new deal at Swansea and um my agent rang me and he said, Gerard's in the in the hotel around the corner from me. He wants to like have a chat with you. Just nothing too stress, just casual. So I was like, yes, I'll know where he's at right tomorrow. And then I'm <laughs> I'm on an all day with Griggsy. And then the next morning I've woke up and I'm like, fuck, I've got to get to that hotel and go see Gerard. So I've gone, mate. I'm hanging out my ass, right? I'm waiting in the reception. I'm waiting in the reception for <laughs> Gerard's receptionist to come down. And just before he's come down, mate, I've had to run to the toilet and throw up. So I've had to run to the toilet and throw up. And just as I've walked back from the toilet, his receptionist sat there waiting for me. In uh, His assistant sat there waiting for me in reception. He's like, oh, you can come up to the room now. I'm like, ah, fucking puke all around my nose. And I'm like, right, Sal, let me, let me get off here. <laughs> 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 Stevie G and was, he man, man? was he top man? Was he top man all here? Top man, Sai, mate. When I walked out of that room, I rang my head. I was like, I want to call him. I want to play for him. It's fucking Stevie G. It's Rangers. You know what I mean? Like, But... This things things happen, you know what football's like, mate. And uh, and I ended up signing a new deal at Swansea, and then ever since then it's been a bit financially out the out the out the question. 
But yeah, right. I'm going to talk about boredom, lads. Uh, Ollie, best prank stories? You've been used to boredom, staying away in hotels, pre-season tours. Any I've, of got the best you, I've, got, I've got a couple for you, Simon. I've got a couple for you. Right, go for it. Uh, so I'll start with Jace. Me and Jace was roommates. Come you know Jason Cummings. Jason Cummings, yeah. Uh, we was roommates through all the way up through 19s, 21s, and then first team. And uh, it must have been a 21s camp. And big Stu Finley. Uh, Slaney, is that your pal, eh? A big legend. I thought he was going to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We uh, it used to be a lot of uh, it used to be a lot of the targets for our pranks. You know what it's like on international duty, saying when you get bored, mate, you got to amuse yourself, eh? Absolutely. So we we'd been allowed out to go to the shop to go get some food and that, and uh, we've come across this Sheba. It's like uh, cat food. It's like fishy cat food. <laughs> so me and me and come here, thought we'll stock up on that eh, just in case anyone comes for us in our room. So we've got enough defence mechanisms to be to get ready to come back at people. Anyway, it was a, quite a quiet camp and no one had really caused any fuss. And me and Jay's thought it's a bit too quiet, this, innit? And big Ricky Sprays, you were the 21s manager. And uh, so we've gone and got a key cut for Stu's, Stu Finley's room. And uh, while, while he's gone for dinner, me and Jay's had our food rapid, got back up to the room, got about four or five tubs of Sheba, gone in uh, big Stu Finley's room, emptied his suitcase out, put all the Sheba in the bottom of Stu Finley's suitcase. So we're putting it in his socks, we're putting it in his trims, we're putting it in everything. And uh, <laughs> me and Jace have gone and hid in his room and just waited because we knew that he could stay and take away. We just heard this thumping down the door. Jason, open the fucking door! No, you're in there! <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna kill you, mate. Me and Jason sat inside pissing ourselves, mate. It was fucking brilliant, man. Fuck, you had to throw his suitcase away, man. It's coming to top man. Oh, mate, he's one of the best guys in football. So he's another one, mate. He gets a bad, bad rep for just being himself, mate. Where. You know, if he just nodded and, and he was a yes man when it comes to interviews, mate, he'd, he'd be fine. But, you know, he likes to have a laugh, mate. And honestly, mate, he'd do anything for you. He's one of them kids, he'd do anything for you. He just gets a, he gets a bad rip. But we uh, we had some great times in them rooms together, like. What was the other one? You said you had a couple anymore? I had a couple, yeah. We had a, the, the standard one I, I used to get at Swansea, like, I used to get so bored, mate. Because I could, I was flying there, so I could do whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just used to, um, you know, Dan James, the, the kid who's just got gone to United, and um, he used to sit next to me in the dressing room. So I'd just get all, I'd order like super glue and like Amazon stuff. I'd order it all to the training ground. So I had about eight packs of this like gorilla super glue. And uh, I just come in, I can't remember, I think I'd come in from training one day early and DJ's flip flops were on the floor, sat next to me. So I've put about four, four of these tubs of flip flops, uh, four of these tubs of glue on the bottom of these flip flops, stood on the bottom of them. Pressed them into the ground, and then DJ's, DJ's come in, try to slip, slide his flip flops on my hat and gone straight over head over heels, and he's fucking thing because his flip flops are stuck to the ground, mate. He was stuck there for about stuck there for about <laughs> six months, mate. He couldn't get his flip flops off the floor. <laughs> the best one is, uh, is Dan James a man? Is he is he brilliant, Dan James? He's the quickest thing I've ever seen, Ty. Like he's, I, I don't know how he shouldn't be that quick. He's a little fat white kid, mate, and he and he's this. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest thing I've ever seen, mate. Honestly, he shouldn't be able to do what he does. But uh, 
I think, yeah, mate, that, that move for him is, is, is just is unreal, mate. But if you'd have seen any of the game from the second half of Swansea last season, mate, he just took the piss out of everyone. He got about four people sent off, mate, in like 15 games because no one knows how to deal with him. Oh, he's slain it. Kev, have you seen the, the Swansea manager now? <laughs> is it the Spanish yeah, one? Yeah, <laughs> Mate, he's Luke Chadwick's brother, man. Who is it? I'm going to go and search him and who side. That could be clickless. That could be clickless, me looking at manager. <laughs> Mate, he looks, you know what, his face looks like somebody's fanning in his face constantly. Who would you say? I'm going to check him out. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy, man. I'm not getting involved in any of this problem. Right, he's meant to be a top coach, isn't he? Uh, he's a very good coach, mate. Very, I'm, I'm good. I didn't get to work with him longer, mate. But yeah, very good coach. What was he? He was England, England under 17s manager or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he had that team: uh, Phil Ford and Hudson Adoy, Sancho, all them boys. You got a bit. It's hard not to be good with them, though. Eh? Not me. He is haunting. Why the fuck is he meant be? <laughs> get me, get me, you honky tonkless. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Oli, I had to ask you, Barry Mackay, I spoke to him this morning. He says, tell McBurney his gear is shocking, man. Well, we all know my gears. Slade, you can appreciate my gear, eh? I love that, mate. I can see that. Do you know what that is? That is a character's gear, side. Yes. Baz is a sleeping tablet. Why have you been speaking to him, Si? <laughs> I need to do my research, mate. Kev, did you see Oli in the crowd at Swansea game a couple, a couple of months ago? I did, mate. I thought it was fucking different class. Him and his wee mate with the mod hats and that on, they were looking fucking not a problem. <laughs> but uh, you still, you must love Swansea, mate. Mate, what, like, I, I, I mean, I went, I went, I went down there when I was must have been seventeen, eighteen. Mate. I was a kid. Eh? It's the first time I'd ever, I'd ever been away from home. Anything. I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally a kid. Uh, lived on my own for the first time, mate. And the, the way the club is, mate, it's, it's like. I know it sounds a bit weird, but not weird, but just like cliche, but it's, it's a proper family club, mate. Like the way that they was with me since I was down there, they, they took care of me, mate, and looked after me. And I, and I turned into a man when I went down there and, and I've got some of the some of the best pals I'll, I'll, I'll ever have down there, mate. So if I ever get a chance to go back down there and, and watch them or see the boys, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? What was it? Stone Island gear, man? You had the Stone Island done? I love a bit of Stone Island, eh? From my roots, That's man. It. I've got it all in now. I'll show, you the, I'll show you the closet later on, mate. I've got a Stone Island closet. Oh, I've got it. bit Leon Bratton. What a player he was. Well, mate, have you, seen, have you ever seen him in real life, Si? How small he is? Yeah, I've watched him play live a couple of times, mate. He's brilliant, isn't he? Unbelievable, mate. He, he gave him my debut when he was a caretaker manager. But him and, uh, him and Lee Trundle, they still live in, still live in Swansea, mate. They're kings oh, of Swansea, yeah. Ledge, mate, Friends, man. What a guy. What a player. What's he like as a guy, Trundle? Legend, mate. Scouser, eh? He's fucking, yeah, great guy, mate. Me and him have had some good, 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 good memories together, like. Have you got any story for this? I don't know if I can get him in trouble, like, do you know what I mean, Sonny? Nah, nah, I like that, mate, I like that. But what I would say, say si, is, I've got a big friend, Swansea fan, Darren Courtney and his father, and they said you're an absolute legend in it, Swansea, Sai. That's what they said about Ollie boys, so that was great to hear. Cheers, Sonny, pal. Do you think a bit more fans in that, Ollie? Sorry, Kev, on you go. Sorry, Sai, seeing you were at Swansea, did you did you try and compare yourself to Craig Beatty's time at Swansea? <laughs> <laughs> Slady, what were you saying, bud? <laughs> <laughs> did, you just, did you just flip it over or what did you do? 
No, not anyone you have. Talk to me. I've I've heard some stories about Carlos, man. So Carlos had glasses on and he was said, This guy, he said he'd been going to a band run, he said, This guy is gone. And Wallace is saying, Oh, the boys are thinking, Oh, he's been sacked. Like, that's him done. Takes the glasses off, chucks them, turns his back on the boys, brings it like a, a, a pair of nickname P glasses, puts them on, and he goes, Now you've got this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that sort of shit he does? Mate, yeah, to be fair, I went, so I had him at the start and then I went on loan. That's when I went on loan to Bar- uh, to Barnsley in January. So I missed the second half of the season. And uh, that was when that, that was when they got relegated. So I think it was tough. And I don't think uh, he had the best of times with it. But some of the boys were saying some of the stuff he would come out with. Like he had, uh, he had two um, where, Portuguese, one in Portuguese. He had two Portuguese assistants with him. And one was the attack coach and one was the defence coach. So one was Big Bruno, man. Big Bruno was the attack coach. And uh, what he'd do is he'd, he'd get the goalkeeper. To, so he'd get a back four and then he'd go up front and he'd get a goalkeeper. So about 70 yards away, the goalkeeper would just bang a goal kick up as high as he can. And he'd be like, right, me and you sent half are going up for headers now. And they'd just <laughs> run up and, and try and win the header. Just 1v1. This, this <laughs> 45-year-old Portuguese bloke, like winning headers against Mike van der Oorn, mate. It was... It's just the stuff he, he was. They were so wacky, but to be fair, he's a he's a proper nice person, Carlos. Uh-huh. One of the one of the best ones about Carlos was I went to Barnsley. And my first game was against Chef Wednesday, and uh, obviously he'd been manager of Chef Wednesday for about four years before that. And he texts me saying, "Have you got any? Have you got any tips on the way that Chef Wednesday play?" And I went, "You've just been managing for four years. Why are you asking me? We just played them. Surely you know more than me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's amazing, man. Isn't it? Is he the funniest manager you've had? Funniest manager I've had. Funniest how, Sai? What? Funniest how, like making the boys laugh and that. Uh-huh, just make the boys laugh at everything he'd done, like. Uh-huh. Wilder's got a bit of art, and when it comes to that, Wilder can have it. Wilder can can have a bit. He loves a little bit of big time banter and that. You know what I mean? What what sort of banter does he get? Was it? I'm not going to say that one because I can stitch you off here. But uh, we stopped. We went. We went. Um, we went. Uh, the the Dubai trip we just had um, in the mid mid winter break, and we went. Um, we flew uh, economy, and the boys were having a discussion about whether we should fly economy or if we should fly business. You know, for the for the legs and stuff. So you know what I mean? Because we of just. Of course, my man. Of course. And it's a long, long flight. We want to be in the, the business. We can stretch our legs and get a bit, a bit, a bit. Is that the man? Uh, was that the man? Snoddy was on the plane. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Snoddy was like, Snoddy was like, do you want me to send you some peanuts down the back? <laughs> <laughs> he said that to Wilder. Why are you boys in business here? Do you want me to send you some peanuts down the back? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's magic, man. Oh, brilliant. And I was, I went to, I went to the gaffer. I went. So no, I spoke to a few of the boys about it before, and I was having a laugh, and I was like, "Boys, I've not, I've not flown in business since I was in a conference. I was having a banter with the boys. I've not flown in, I've not flown in economy since I was in a conference, and the boys are having a little giggle. And I've come out to training. I, I might have been last one out to training, so you know me. And uh, they're all waiting there. They're all stood in a huddle, and the gaffer's gone. What's this, them big bollocks? He goes, "What's this? You've not flown economy since when?" I went, "Fuck." <laughs> 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 
fuck, I'm under pressure here. So, you know what I mean? I'm going red now, Slaney. All the boys are watching. The gaffers, they stuck it on my toes. But I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet. I've gone. Yeah, I've not, I've not flown economy since conference. As then, the gaffer started pissing himself, <laughs> mate. He loved it. All the boys are laughing, mate. But oh, well, he loves that. He loves that little bit of banter, right? He, he can he can have that little bit of laugh. We all the, like I say, all the boys have played, mate. Most of the boys have played in every division from the conference up to the prem now, and now we're just in the prem. We're just enjoying ourselves and see where we can get. Do you know what I mean? Brian, see when uh, see when you hit twenty when you scored all the goals for Swansea. Did you know a big move was coming, mate? Huh? There was always talk, but you know what it's like, mate. And obviously. My agent was saying I was killing myself doing all this stuff on the field. Like what you were saying before, Kev, I was going to say about, is it going to, does it affect you and would your career have gone different? Like my agents told me before, this, this certain chairman is not going to sign you because of this thing that he's seen on Twitter and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, that's how, that's how, I've just scored 24 goals last year in my first year in the champ. If you want to not sign me because of something you've seen on Twitter, then it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? But, um the amount of times they try to get people to run my social media and all that bollocks, it's not for me, Sire. You know what no, I mean? If I three, you, I thanks to the fans for coming out today. Big three points. See you next week. Now everyone's going to know someone's fucking hacked my Twitter, eh? <laughs> exactly. So I see that. I hate that when somebody's running somebody's um, account. That's, right. So we don't want that. We want these. We want characters to stand up, say, and, and, and be honest, mate. Do you know what I, I mean? Really, we, we get fined for that bollocks, mate. And... and, and, and and uh, I'm getting told I'm getting put out of moves because of the stuff I'm putting on my Twitter, mate. So then it's even you done Amsterdam or not? Tom Boyd was running your Twitter, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Tom Boyd that done it, Sai. I was nothing to do with it, Sai. And Tom Boyd just went wild and said, well, I was nothing to do with it, Sai. It was Tom Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to ask you is, McBurney, you're getting told you're going for 20 million quid. Kev, you had a big move to Palace, didn't you? But you're not getting told you're going to Palace for big money. I probably sent off to Ollie, scored a lot of goals in the championship, and then Palace got promoted. Um, we did, we missed out the playoffs, and then I was going to Palace. I think it was like three, four million quid, but um, I was wanting to go because it's like the Premiership. As much right. as you love some stuff, but that's the thing in the championship. If you score goals in the championship, somebody will take you because I think scoring goals in the championship is every bit as hard as trying to score goals in the Premiership. Maybe harder because. You're, 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 um, you don't have maybe the same level of quality around about you, but to, to, to get that big move, man, like nowadays I'm thinking, when all that only signed for Sheffield United for 20 million, I think I'd have went for 40. Holy <laughs> 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 boy! Well, you see, when you signed for, you signed for that Sheffield United for that price tag, with, did you put a lot of pressure on yourself or did you feel a lot of pressure with that, that big price tag it was? To a certain extent, mate, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's nothing to do with me how much they pay for me. I, I can't control anything like that. I, don't, I can't say that I don't want you to sign me for this much. Do you know what I mean? So, it's of just course, kind of, you know, the pressure of being a footballer anyway. You, the pressure is on you to succeed whether, you, whether you've been bought for 20 million or if you're on a free transfer. If you're shy, you're shy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sorry, mate. I was speaking to uh, Charlie Austin last week, and I was, and he said, if he missed three chances, he was desperate to get another chance to go. Are you the same? If you miss chances, you want another one? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. There's nothing, you, you know. You, you can miss seven chances a game, mate. But if you score the winner and you win one nil, no one remembers their misses, eh? It just says McBurney one nil. I love court. that. Dude. I wish I had that. Yeah, it's a tough one. See, when you're playing like Sheffield United, you don't like dominate the ball, do you? It's like you do well, but you don't dominate the ball. So is it tough for you to try and get a lot of chances, mate? Uh, 
I wouldn't say that was one of the things I had to deal with because last year at Swansea, like what Kev was saying about you don't have the same quality around you. Like I was, I was lucky last year at that Swansea team that I probably had players that were the too good for that level around me. Do you know what I mean? I had players like like Dan James. I had Dan James on the wing. I had players like Wayne Routledge and like all these players that have had su- such good careers and, and can can make me look good. Um, and then go into a team like Sheffield United where we don't have as much of the ball and we play a lot of a different way. Like Swansea, we would we would have. 80% possession against teams, mate. Do you know what I mean? It, we would just batter teams and they just would want to get off the pitch against us because we'd just pass them to death. Oh, do you know who I like? The captain, mate. I played against him when he was at Exeter. Grimesy. Grimes. Good player. Left quarter. He was playing at Exeter when he was like 17, mate. Sent him yeah. the show, man. And then he got a big move. He got a big move. He was between Swansea and Liverpool, I think he had. Uh, they paid a couple of million quid for him when he was at Swansea and then he, ran, he had a couple of bad loan moves. But then um, last year he was a joke, man. I thought he was going to get... Is he ready to get bought for 20 million? Like, what's, what's going through you? Not a you straight away celebrating her? I went out for about 10 days, mate, in Swansea. Have you been a big move like that falls through? Does it kill you, her? Aye, because I think, like, would I be wrong in being honest and saying that when a move like that is a bit to occur, First and foremost, for me personally, I would be thinking about money. As selfish as that sounds, I don't. I don't think anybody else just need to think about the fact that you're going to get a move that's going to be life changing. So if, it, if it, when it falls through, you think fuck shit. So you quickly forget about it and then just go back to what you you did to try and get that move in the first place. If you keep performing, you keep doing well, the move will eventually come. In my circumstances, I got injured and spent the next two years redundant, so that was difficult to take, but. Ollie, I'm pretty sure when he's thinking 20 million quid, what's my contract going to be like? And then once oh. you get all, all that sorted out, then you just go and concentrate and playing football and try to be, no live up to the price tag, just just try and do what you're bought for. Yeah. What did Wilder say to you when you first met him, Ollie? Was he funny? Uh, it was, the first thing he said to me was like, remember when we had that tussle on the side of the pitch? That was the first thing, like when I met him, he said to me, but... To be fair, throughout the whole process, he'd been speaking to me and just kind of because it took a, it took a long while to to drag out and like you're saying, Kev, it's, it's, there's moments where you think it's not going to happen, and that's certainly the way it was because Swansea were in a position where they needed a certain amount of money to sell, and Sheffield United only had a, you know how it is, and but the whole the whole way through, he was speaking to me and saying, "Don't worry, we're going to get it sorted." We're, we're speaking, and then I drove up to I drove up to Sheffield. It was about five hours, and they had me doing fucking twelve hundred meter runs on the inside Astro, mate. I thought. I signed up to here, get me this contract. Oh, fuck. What, for your medical, you had to do 1,200 metres? 1,200 metres as quick as I can, mate. <laughs> and it was in the summer, so it took me about 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Just to make sure that, you're, that you can run? I think so, yeah. It's just like you get a base level, you do all your sprint tests and your agility, because when it's that money, they, they have to do all the medicals and that art bollocks, don't they? I just got back. I think I'd just got back from all my summer holidays. I had, yeah, because we were back in pre-season. I'd been in America for about four weeks. I just spunked all the money that I'd just signed, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, any, last week, but anyone want to ask him a question about Scotland? Hi, hello. Ollie, boy, that's, we, we had a wee joke earlier, but si, that was the first time I met Ollie when I was invited up with Steve Clark to meet the Scotland boys, Sign. That's where I met Ollie, and uh, that's when I noticed oh, what I uh, that was the first time, the si, second time I meant to say sorry, and the right. second time invited up to Scotland, and that was the first time si, I met him, and what a what a great lad. But at that time, um, I think he had just been beat, as in, in our industry, si, in the media, 
we are we are right to give up. When the full team gets beat, you don't just single one player outside. And I did think that was wrong. And I remember that was a fantastic. Ollie, did we not try to do the Sheffield United's greatest ever eleven that day? I we did. <laughs> did we? Have you still got that? Like fucking Alex Morgan was in it, wasn't you? <laughs> you were showing us your tactics as well, weren't you, Sonny? Sure was. And do you remember? Remember the one? Listen, that's one boy. I've got all the Scotland boys. Say. Gathered with me, say, feeding half my palm. Come listen to me, and you'll not believe it. I went I right back for Scotland. Stephen O'Donnell, I was about to get through like a ton of bricks. It popped his head around the corner, say. I mean, he was fucking brilliant. Alright, <laughs> 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 oh, I see when you were getting all that shout though. Aye. You listen to the podcast, the boys sticking up for you. Aye, mate, because I was buzzing. Someone tagged me in it, because obviously I, watch, I was watching it anyway before. Um, and then someone had tagged me in that one that you that you'd put on when you were speaking about it. But but it is what it is, mate. It, it's football, you know. I've been I've been a pro since I was sixteen, mate, and I've and I've uh, I'm I'm an easy target a lot of the time. So I'm I'm, I'm used to that shit, and, mate. I, I I'm the first to hold my hands up, mate. I've not I've not played anywhere near what how I can play when I'm with Scotland. It is what it is. It's for for one reason or another. But you know, it's 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 not like I, I go up and I, I'm I'm purposely fucking shy, mate. You know what I mean? Can I say something again, right? This is what I'm saying. Again, you're playing for Scotland and a four-five-one against yeah. Belgium. You've not kicked the ball the whole game, and then you get slaughtered after the game. Oh, what mate. you meant to do? Well, it it's, it's they've got to, mate. You know, it's the the media got to get stuff to get reactions, and and it, it, it does better for them. So it is what it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any questions, Kev? No, I just I always think, Si, when you're, when you're playing for Scotland, you get that fucking roll up front on your own. It's the worst the worst um, position to be in because, see, if you're only a, a, a guyly, silky number nine who can beat men and has got plenty of pace, they're going to struggle. Like, sometimes fans, like Sir Ollie, the way he plays, the way I used to play in other um, number nines before us, we only easy on the eye. But sometimes when the team performs well and you think all oh, the doggy work that we did or the flick-ons or holding the ball up, getting teams out of the fins, you don't get place for that boring shit. But you, yeah. when you get to the dressing room afterwards, it's when your teammates and your manager appreciate what you've done. That's yeah. all that matters. Fans are entitled to their opinion, Scotland fans especially, but they, they, they've got to realise that we only place. We're a group of fantastic centre-forwards who we can just pick. Right, We can't pick him, we'll pick them other three. We don't have that. Always been given the thankless task that I had many years ago with, with Bertie Vokes, and um, you'll never appease the Scotland fans. That's just how it is. Sometimes they've just got to accept that we're struggling, and um, players are trying. It's just difficult. Because you got you got a bit of stick, didn't you, when you played with Scotland, kid? Aye, I get loads of stick. Um, Faroe Islands, man. That, that trip to the Faroe Islands in Madrid, too, too. Yeah. Okay, man, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to retire for the game after that. That's how bad I felt. Like, I was. Probably similar to Ollie after that, that that game, he got the abuse where you're singled out out of 11 players. You're that one person that got so much more dogs abuse than everybody else. And you're like, like guys like Bill Lecky for the Sun or whatever newspaper he works for. Like who the fuck's Bill Lecky? Seriously. So it's just it's just a case of you try and scrub it off, you try and wash your sail down, and you go again. And ultimately, you don't turn up for Scotland trying to play bad. Sometimes it just happens. That's how it is. Is the pressure worse playing for like Scotland than it is for playing like a Sunder in the Premier League and a Sheffield United in the Premier Absolutely League? Absolutely, side. Yeah, 100%. It is. 
because you've got you've got you've got the next week to redeem yourself or a midweek game to redeem yourself with Scotland. You meet up again in three months' time or four months' time, whatever it is, and then if you have another bad performance, it's like nobody forgets the bad performance. Whereas if all he plays rubbish for Sheffield United on a Saturday, but scores the winner on a Tuesday and scores the winner the following Saturday, they completely forget about the fall of the previous Saturday. That's just how football is. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that, man. 100%. And I swear, the, the, the one thing I noticed, obviously I've never played in Scotland before in, at club level, is, is how um, how much, I don't know what the, what the right word is here. Scrutinised, yeah. Uh, yeah. How scrutinised the media, like the, how much the media are on top of the boys. Obviously I know we've not, we've not qualified for, for however long it is and you know how much we want to fucking qualify for, for that tournament, but the, it's like they want you to do, they want you to do shite, mate. They, they don't want you to win because it's better for them. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. No, say, I, 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 I've always said, though, I, I, it's even England as well, say, I, I believe that it's like they want people to fail. Um, even see when they're always, they want, that's just, I, I believe that's just in general, but see, it's up to us, even ourselves, it's up to us to, to, just to shut them up. You can either listen to them, say, listen to their shite, but you can either go the opposite side and just prove them wrong. And uh, I believe this Scotland team will do it. Boy, I know we are, we are, we are slotting the media for like hammering boys now, but we fucking hammer people every week. I do every agree. single day of my life. It's different though, eh? It's different. Nah, we're only having a laugh, aren't it? Aye, that's what it is, exactly, man. And the boys know that. We almost. Oh, can I just ask, mate? Sorry. See, we um, <clears throat> we Snoddy obviously leaving Scotland. Do you think he he'll be a huge miss personality-wise? Massive, mate. I was uh, I was on the I, I FaceTimed him yesterday. Actually, I was on the phone to him, and um. He, I think he, the last camp that we went is was the first camp without him, mate. And he could already tell how much of a miss he was. Just, just not even just his his personality around the place and and around the hotel, but even in training, you know, cre- training yeah. was so much quieter without without him there. It was so much. I don't know whether I don't know. I just feel like he'll be a massive miss, mate. You know, you know, you know what? Everyone knows what's not is like how good he is, mate. How good of a guy he is, and how much quality he has as well on the pitch, mate. But I just feel like a person like that, mate, is person like that and people like Griggsy, mate, them, them sorts of players are, are such massive losses in, in the dressing room and, and in sports. Right. Well, he talked to us about Griggsy. Is he mental? We, we are desperate to get him on, but he doesn't do nothing. Is he mental? Oh, mate, he's fucking... He's crazy. You know what keepers are like, eh? Mm-hmm. So he's like... He, he's, he's a weirdo because he's a keeper and then he's mental as well. But honestly, I've got so much time for him, mate. He thinks he's 18, mate. He's about 39, and I'll be in Dubai with him, mate. I was in Dubai when I was 21, and he's, he's literally double my age, and he's just there. <laughs> Honestly, I've got some stories about that, man. Bigsy Water, man. Well, um, who else have you guys in the squad, then? In the Scotland squad? Yeah, who'd you get over? All the Rangers boys? Nah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't know, you just get picked. <laughs> 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 nah, I am. Um, I'm, I'm. My room is Kenny McLean in it, so I, I get on really well with Kenny. Um, obviously Flecky and and the boys, Big Chico, Charlie, the handsome devil, great guy, Slaney. I know how much of a fan you are of him. Absolutely, one of the best. I'm, I couldn't. I can't speak highly enough of that man either, mate. He's him and Snod's in a room, mate. He's he's real good value for money. Like, the patter, the patter as well, mate, but they'll do funny stuff just with each other in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I've seen a few hints. Scotland's got better banter than the Sheffield United dressing room or 
The Scottish banter, you, I think you you know the Scottish banter. Well, you all know the Scottish banter is different, eh? From English right. banter, Scottish banter is yeah. just different, man. I just, I just, I, I just find it hilarious, mate. Like, I was speaking, to, I speak to Kenny about it a lot, and obviously their dressing rooms a lot of foreign boys, and he says, mate, I've not laughed in training all all year. He said I've not laughed <laughs> in the dressing room all year, mate. And I'm saying like, when you go up with Scott, the Scottish boys, it's just always it's always great crack, mate. The the, the boys are. The boys have got uh, great. Just lastly, you think we'll qualify? Nah, mate, I think we'll be sound there. Like you say, man, if you look at the team, there's no reason why we can't. Eh? If you compare yeah, our team, compare our team that, that we're playing against, mate, there's nothing we should be scared of, man. We just need to... It's just hard, mate, international when you go up and you meet up and you have four days training and everyone has such different ways of playing and you have to try and merge it in four days, mate. It's, it's tough, but that's international football, eh? Slaney, again, they've got these big qualifiers coming up. You're a man that's playing big qualifiers in a total cup. Any, any words of advice for the squad? Sai, si, it would be absolutely criminal if Stephen Clark doesn't take me with the squad, especially for the away tie, side. As we've already spoken about, I'm an absolute expert away from home in Europe, side. So if that man, Steve Clark, does not bring me there'll be a lot of questions getting asked certainly to the media oh, and you could room uh, Stevie Woods <laughs> he'll just throw my toes all night that's us lads thanks very much boys a pleasure Ollie boy Ollie boy thanks very much mate cheers boys always a pleasure man season You know that feeling you get when you sense a team's winning streak is about to end? Or when you know the pundits are getting it all wrong? That feeling? That's me. I'm your hunch. I was there back in Istanbul when you just knew the comeback was on. I'm the guy that tells you when the odds don't look so odd. I'm your hunch. It's time to start listening. Heed your hunch with Betway. Download the app to find out more about Betway's Bet Club. Full terms apply. 18 plus, dunlouis.net. Bet the responsible way. Hey, do you know what will go great with this podcast right now? A scrumptious Cadbury snack. Crumbly biscuits smothered in smooth, delicious Cadbury milk chocolate. Oh, yeah. Cadbury snack. The perfect biscuity bite for that mid-morning break. Pick one up in a store today.